Toby and this is Justin. Um, today we're going to go over Justin's transition from uh, working in nursing for many years to working in tech. He's been working with us here at Reef for about a year now. Um, so Justin, if you would go ahead and just give some of your background. Yeah. So um, like Hank said, um, background is actually in uh, nursing. Uh, for 16 years, I worked uh, in the uh, medical field. Uh, I was a registered nurse. I did uh, bedside nursing, travel nursing. Um, I did interventional radiology for the last decade, uh, which was procedurally based, uh, you know, one-to-one -one patient um, and, you know, doing a variety of different uh, procedures for patients um, and kind of being... Uh, their their guide through that day so giving sedation and monitoring them uh throughout the procedure and assisting the doctors and rad techs and um just you know kind of doing a lot of different things so um always kept me very busy and i like that you know it's very interesting um but just ultimately got to a point it didn't didn't line up with where i wanted to keep going directionally in my career and path and so uh, ended up making a career switch and got into the tech industry and software development and uh, found my way to Arbery and found a home and uh, yeah I've just been kind of taking it as it's come for the last year and just trying to learn as much as possible and um, you know not get overwhelmed because you're going to get overwhelmed uh, you know it, it, it's it's natural it every everyone is I don't I don't know anybody that's come into this industry or field and said Oh, it's so super. It's just easy. I've never met anybody that just thought, you know, it was just tremendously simple. Uh, right. So there, there's a presence that people are aware, you know, there's a shared commonality. Um, and I would say in the nursing field as well, or medicine, but in that arena and even in tech, you know, we forget sometimes where we started, where we come from, the lack of knowledge that we sometimes begin with. And the growth that you can achieve over a year's time or decades of time, you're going to grow. If you're not, there's a real problem, right? If you're doing decades of the same job and you don't grow and you don't get any better or you don't develop, that's a problem. Um, you know, that, that growth will get incrementally less probably as longer you go because there's going to be less gains. But nonetheless, there's still growth to be had even at the smallest gains. So, um right. Yeah, it, it, I think that's one of the tough things, though, too, is coming from a, a, a background where I had an excessive amount of knowledge and historical use and troubleshooting techniques to coming to a new um, field, you get that immediate, oh, I, I, I just don't feel like I know what I'm doing type sense, that imposter syndrome that just, I mean, it creeps up really quickly. And rightfully so. How many years were you in nursing? A total? 16. 16. 16 total years. And just to take a step back a little bit, uh, is there any particular thing that made you want to switch to IT? Like, why choose IT over nursing? Oh, that's a great question. Um, it's so funny, too, because I feel terrible when I, I have my explanations because I'm a fairly, and maybe that's why I was good at nursing as uh, uh, a career as well, but, you know, thinking rationally rather than emotionally a lot of times, I, I like to think about things rationally. And so um, when I looked at software, and I've kind of found over time of my job with Arbor as well, I'm equating nursing to software. I'm making 
allegorical transitions from when I'm looking at, you know, an application or I'm looking at um, whatever platform, what have you, I'm looking at that system in a different way or how it's built in kind of an analogy of a human body of, well, if you have these different, you know, systems going together and this one interacts with this one this way, that's kind of like the lungs and heart interacting or, you know, I'm building those out in my mind because I think very visually too. So I have done that over the last year of trying to figure out how to develop that language for myself to really ingrain some of the concepts of what I'm learning as well. But when, what makes you want to change and why choose IT? The desire for change was because I felt like where I was at in nursing, there was no real um, movement for me. I couldn't, I, you know, I could become a nurse practitioner or a nurse anesthetist or what have you, but I, I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to, I liked working with people. It just didn't light up after a while. Um, and I wanted something more creative. I wanted something more challenging. And there, there couldn't have been something more challenging than computers and software to me because I used them very little prior to getting into them. I, I always kind of joke that I'm a, a glutton for punishment. I'm going to do something, you know, I'm going to do a, a complete 180 in the other direction because uh, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, once I started looking into it, I, I started to have more of a of a concept of, oh, I could really do this. You know, at first it's just, it seems like something that, oh, uh, to do this, you, you have to, you know, have an IQ of 170 and, you know, uh, be a walking encyclopedia and don't get me wrong. It doesn't hurt to have some of those characteristics, but you know, um, there's such a wide variety of careers in the tech industry as well. It's not just everybody's in their own little cubicle hammering out lines and lines and lines of code all day. Uh, does that occur? Sure. But there is a wide variety of places where you can fit in, in the spectrum of tech and really find a niche that works for you. And, uh, you know, so far I haven't really explored too far, but I mean, what I've done in the short time I've been in the field, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I still find that at least from what we do as, uh, our work, mainly being a consulting, uh, company, um, we're still working with people, right? That's one of my biggest things. I'm still working with people. So I get to help people still. So I'm still yeah. getting that avenue fulfilled in my day-to-day -day because it is still a, a strong driving factor of what makes me happy in a day is helping people i would um, say uh that comes out a lot in your work uh, uh justin and i work pretty closely together i work as a project manager and he is you're technically a developer right yeah is that your rule yeah well engineer so, developer yeah engineer right right um yeah maybe go into what your current role is and uh, what your day-to-day -day looks like. Uh, so currently, uh, I am uh, heading up a uh, endeavor of kind of carving out a sysadmin space for the uh, company that we are working for um, and consulting for to really kind of strengthen up that portion of having that resource when you have a new hire come in, when you have somebody enter into the, the system how do they go where they need to go? How do they get the resources that they need administered? And how do they, it sounds stupid, but you really want to welcome someone on. You do not want to just be like, throw them on deck and be like, figure it out. One, because that's going to leave them possibly not asking the right questions or even knowing what to, you know, showing them the way a little bit. You don't have to hold their hand entirely, but you have to 
expose somebody to the right things that they need to do their job effectively and, and correctly. And so that is the effort that's going on currently is, um, you know, just trying to really make that a systematic approach that anyone could go into it if they have the right, you know, privileges then, and they could, you know, administer systems and tools and uh, really lighten the load on um, some team members that are, you know, kind of doing that task, but, you know, handling two plates at once. And so trying to figure out how to really offload that for them. Yeah. And I think the work we just really wrapped up is really going to make that easier for people coming on. Um, yeah, kind of in that same grain. So people switching careers, um, would you have any advice for anyone who's maybe thinking about switching from their current job into an or it role or technology role? I, you know, um, and maybe, maybe I overthink it. Um, but it's, it, it's a tough one because really coming from the, my back, I mean, it'd be kind of like if I was a, a mortician or a funeral director or something, you know, it's just such a unique, weird niche. It's not going from sales here to sales, there, engineering here to the engineering there, or, uh, uh, real estate here to real estate. I don't know how to explain it. Like, um, one of my most happy thoughts about when I left the, the former prof profession I was in was, you know, my day to day will never feel like work again because the context of what I'm dealing with is so different, you know, dealing with software. Yeah. Things can go down. Um, but you know, uh, at the end of the day, um, if I need a day off, unless there's a real issue going on, you know, we can always work on that the next day or something to that effect. Right. Um, in the hospital system, that work is continuously going on. You're, you're never going to get a moment away from it. So, um, one of the other big differences, but what would I tell somebody that's thinking about it? I thought about it this way. If I'm doing what I'm doing and I think I stole this from Steve jobs or somebody else that's way more intelligent than I am or driven, but it was kind of the concept of if I'm doing what I'm doing and in four years and still doing it, and I feel the same way I do now or worse, you know, I will waste that four years. Like I don't want to get four or five years down the line and have this thought. I don't want to have, I don't want to run into this thought again in five. So I was like in four years down the line, am I going to be happy if I stay in this career? And the answer was no. And that was all it took. And then it was, finding the avenue of how to get, you know, um, into, into the, uh, software development, into the technology field. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how do you go about that? Um, and so I found that avenue and figured out what I was going to do and, and really just buckled down and <laughs> did what I needed to do to change careers at almost 40 and, you know, uh, decide to just give myself a, a real big challenge. You know, I could have cruised, this is no joke. I could have done my job that I was doing blindfolded earplugs, not hearing it. I could have done it, you know, just so easy because it was so automated. What I couldn't do is I just really wasn't inspired by the environment I was in. I wasn't inspired by my team workers, uh, or my teammates. Um, I wasn't inspired by management. I wasn't inspired by big business because to be honest, that's what I have to say. Medicine has become it. You know, you can rope branded as altruism and this and that, but it's, it is a big business. And I hate to say that, uh, because it's, it's a needed business. Um, and now more than ever because of people like myself 
I think realizing, hey, I'm not being valued. This is an extremely difficult profession. Um, you know, I've just, I've had all kinds of just aha moments since I've left because I truly believe I don't have to have the same mindset daily that I used to have to yeah. have to go in and deal with that type of uh, a day-to-day. So, How much of that do you think is um, like the fact that the hospital you work for is such a big company versus the actual work itself? Like the uh, Arbor Digital company for now is, uh, I would say, it has a lot of tech startup energy. We're uh, up and coming, growing, lean. Gives you a lot of opportunity to do a lot of different things. Yeah. Do you think that's the difference, or do you think it's the field, or is it a combination of both? I w- I would say it's a combination of both for sure. Um, you know, obviously working at a, I worked at a, a fairly major healthcare system, um, large, large, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of employees, what have you. And so it is the whole cog in the machine. And, and, you know, am I just a drop in the bucket, you know, definitely for the patients I worked with, did I affect their lives? I hope so in a positive way. Coworkers that I worked with, I know for sure I affected in a positive way. Um, but it was one of those, it just, it, it was taxing, you know, um, I didn't play the game the same way. I didn't want to go get another degree. I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to be paid for doing a good job, having satisfied patients, doing good procedures, uh, et cetera. And it was just a different environment like that. And, um, you know, I did, I, I just didn't want to kill my body anymore. It's a very physically demanding job. Like, um, it's, it's rough. Yeah. I used to walk about 11, 12 miles a day inside the hospital without getting out of, without leaving the building, without going outside, just floor to floor, patient room to patient room. Um, so yeah, it it was, it was a driving factor of, I want to be able to, um, you know, uh, if, if I need to go to the doctor myself, I can take the day off. That's hard to do in the hospital system sometimes because they need you to work. So it's just, I, I think it, I think it got a little bit crazy and I think there will be a correction to it here over the next five to 10 years. We'll see what happens with the healthcare system. And I mean, funny enough, now that I'm in software, guess what? My healthcare background actually could serve me in this. There's a company in town that does, you know, work with healthcare and, um, just the, the background knowledge, you know, incorporated with software, uh, might drive a lot of innovation in the future. I never thought that I would have anything that would translate out of medicine into tech. You know, obviously we use tech in medicine or did, but, um, like, like I didn't imagine my job getting into a technical role would have any potential relationship to medicine as well. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. Very interesting thought. Not that it has, don't get me wrong, but you know, that potential is, uh, definitely real and and i think uh growing just because of the the need you know across every industry you know we have uh chipotles that are going to start having the robots make the burrito bowls and we have donatos that are going to have robots making the pizzas and it's coming and it the the biggest problem is what what are we going to do because we can do all that we can automate all that but you have a large workforce that can't what do you you got to figure out something so it can't just have everybody not working and robots making everything it's it's gonna get interesting yeah, i don't know if nurses are going away anytime soon 
No, but I could I could see where I you'd be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just saying at at the large scale of of how things are going, right? At the macro level, I think it, it's getting it's getting more concerning that we're going to lean harder and harder on things like that just because we can't figure out how to compensate people to do the job. Right. Um, I was thinking as well. Uh, so when you were switching and you decided, hey, okay, I, I want to do tech. Yeah. And like thinking of the path to get there. Yeah. Um, as far as doing training or schooling, did you think about going to a four-year school? I know you ended up choosing a boot camp. Like, walk me through that decision and what what brought you to the boot camp? Oh yeah, uh, that was actually a conversation that was broached by a coworker when I was actually at work one day. Just kind of, I don't even know what I would do with my life, and I have no idea what I could do. It just, you know. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. And if you've never been exposed to something, you would think, you know, I can't do this. But um, I had a coworker. She relayed to me that she had a sibling who had done a boot camp program, two of them. Um, and I think she may have done it by now. I'm not sure. Uh, but they had both done it. Um, her sister was college educated. I don't know if her brother was as well, but regardless, they both went through the program, uh, became employed, uh, got really good jobs. Uh, I think her sister got promoted or received a new job within like the first year after I mean it was going really well um and again it just seemed like a challenging area that I had never really looked into just because I was kind of I'm not gonna lie I mean super intimidated I think most people are like you know there, there's a great meme where where the the guy's on his computer and he's like looking at a bunch of people he's like I'm not hacking this is not what I'm doing I'm not hacking anything he's like typing a couple of things and like look look he's hacking He's like, he's like, like the CLI, you know, he's just doing, he's just doing like a simple command. And, um, yeah, they're like, Oh look, he's like a wizard because it is, it's, it's very intimidating. Um, a Carl Sagan quote that I always love is that we have a society built on science and technology and we have a society that doesn't understand science and technology. Right. So we're, right standing on the shoulders of giants every day using cell phones and laptops and all kinds of smart devices and leveraging all these technological advancements that we can't necessarily understand. And that started to kind of, I think, freak me out as I got older. And I was like, I want to now start to turn my attention that way. And I'm going to look into that, you know, black hole that I've never really peered into really hard. And I'm going to see what I can figure out about it. And just about like with anything, you know, the, the more you really understand it, that's when you get the comfort level and the, the scariness of it goes away. And, uh, don't get me wrong. It's still intimidating, of course, but you know, now just like even the concept of like the cloud, you know, when the cloud came out, there right. is, what is the cloud? Like nobody could understand. It's like, it's just a term. It's a terminology for a new concept of how this paradigm is going to shift from you having, you know, resources on your premises to, it's just going to be Instead of storing your dollars in your, you know, mattress at home, there's going to be a bank where you store your money, you know, something to that effect, you know. Uh, but those concepts are hard when they're first brought in. And, uh, you know, it, it it's also an environment that grows so rapidly that, um, yeah, by the time I took hold on to it, I thought, I guess we'll see how it goes because it, it it's so rapidly advancing all the time. 
Um, but again, you know, you don't, you don't tackle the entire bowl at once, you know, you have to take it piece by piece. And I think that's where, um, I got a lot more comfortable is just trying not to be like, Oh, I need to know everything at once. You're never going to, somebody tells you they know everything all at once. They're a liar. Um, so just be aware of that as well. Yeah. How do you feel the boot camp did in preparing you for your, uh, time here at Arbery? Very well. Um, I mean, that was outside of nursing school, which I know a lot of people that talk about going to nursing school as being one of the hardest experiences. Um, you know, that was no, no fun either. That was two years of really just nose in a book nonstop. You know, my friends were like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm in school. I need to buckle down. Um, same with my, uh, coding program. I mean, that was Monday through Friday, nine to five, nine to 10, nine to midnight, nine to one, you know, whatever time I would get, you know, tired enough to go to bed or could have my anxiety rest because again, it was, it was a compounding factor of wasn't just going back to school. You know, again, it was just switching jobs. It was taking that giant career move. It was going away from the comfort of the retirement I had and, you know, the, the knowledge base I had built up and everything and just really gamble all that. Um, I think that stress level kicked up during that program that made it a little bit more difficult, even sometimes to, uh, try to sit and soak up the knowledge. But as far as preparing you for it, yeah, I mean, the amount of hours you spend hands-on actually coding, working on it, you're not doing nearly as much as the, uh, uh, theoretical side, you know, uh, or, or even maybe the nuts and bolts of really getting down to the brass tacks of the components and parts of the systems or the, the computers at large or whatever you want to talk about. Um, it's more of, we got into the object oriented programming of it. How are we actually going about building some of these, uh, models inside of these systems and how does that actually work from the front to back end? And how are those requests handled? And, you know, just understanding what a full stack developer was. I mean, again, jargonistically just going through terminology was, you know, uh, uh, a mountain uh, of, of terms, but, um, prep wise, I like to get that in a condensed time period. Um, if I took a, a four year degree of it, um, what I've learned more of a broader concept, sure. But to me, how ready are you to actually come out and get to work might take a little longer to really take that four years of concepts and put together. Right. And I even think back to nursing with, I did two years of schooling. Yes. The schooling, I had to understand, um, a lot about that just because of the complexities of, you know, uh, interrelations of systems, you know, at large, the anatomy and physiology, um, mental health, all kinds of things. But what I learned on the job that's what I learned as nursing. And that's after 16 years, I, you know, you would be like, I don't really understand how I know all of this. I didn't learn this in school. You know, you're compounding day after day on the job and all that experience. Yeah. Even when I was first became a nurse, I will never forget. I had a patient who was not doing well. Everybody that I worked with, every respiratory therapist, every other nurse, every other doctor and resident and whoever, they would all come in and had the same response. They'd all walk in like, Ooh, they don't look good. And I was like, what do you mean? What? I don't, I don't understand because I'm looking at them quote unquote, the same way that you are. And I don't see them looking bad or sickly, or 
I don't get what you're seeing. And so that takes a while too now that, you know, even though I don't still do nursing, obviously, but I, um, you know, I can walk past them. I'd be like, they do not look good. They might want to get, you know, their liver enzymes checked or they want, you know, they might need this done or they might be anemic or it's just, you get that assessment ability built up so fast. That is what is slowly coming around with what is occurring with software, right? Yeah. That's where my need to have the analogy system build up and have those relatables for me to where um, I can look at things and have a picture in my head really quickly to have the story of what's going on. Um, and I'll say it's been impressive to see how fast you picked it up. Um, I, I We did maybe two or three months of training when you first got on the team yeah mostly AEM related and then yeah put you on a job that uh had nothing to do with AEM not a thing <laughs> not, <laughs> not anywhere and not anywhere in there yeah what what was the what was the first thing we had you do over there as your current um client so uh we were working with a um how an APM, um, data dog. And we were basically going in and kind of just taking a look under the hood of what was going on, what their usage was, um, some of the dashboards and metrics and what those readouts were showing us, uh, using those in, in coordination with, uh, events that were kicking off at certain times, whether that be a system failure or a update or the Kubernetes didn't uh, start the pods, a cold start, something, something going on, you know, so we're using that to monitor the system, but we are also, then we're looking at Datadog itself to try to get it righted, right, or uh, corrected. Um, but so there's a lot order. of, uh, like, extra fields or a lot of additional costs being accrued that uh, our customer wasn't um, using any of that data, right? Yeah. Well, I think we even had like duplicate metrics and all these custom metrics. And we had a lot of, a lot of add to the, this mic. <laughs> yeah. It's my mic on my headset. I don't know why it's doing it. Uh, yeah. We had a lot of add to the spend that we did not need. Um, and then it was just a matter of figuring out how do you remedy that? How, but, Again, like you just said, you know, our, our primary focus is AEM. I did a few months of studying that and then jumped onto a job that had nothing to do with that. And then our main focus became what we're talking about now, which was going in and really kind of like dialing back some of these uh, metrics and ingestion and indexing of logs and uh, RUM user data uh, sessions. Um, just again, you can go and kind of turn on some of these systems and they, they kind of are like a, a, a Hydra or a Medusa, you know, they have all these different snake heads that come <laughs> off. You're like, what is it doing in the background? Or what is it doing over there? Why is it gathering that? And how many terabytes? And you start seeing all this and then we start picking it apart. And, um, you know, along with working with the, the company, um, really having that approach of, of, Hey, this is what we're finding. This is what we recommend. Here's what you guys have asked us to do. That's kind of fun to just do that investigation. Yeah. Yeah. Really get <laughs> dig down into the layers and then, but mostly too, is just some of the difficult part is just trying to get some of those things enacted and, and kind of the dance and coordination of figuring out 
when can we get these effectively done? Um, but yeah, that, that was our, that was our initial, um, task that we started off with. And then from there it turned into, um, kind of overhauling some of the dashboards going in, um, just remediating some of the looks, um, it's tough to explain some, some of the charts and, and graphs, how they would come out and how just to give a visual rather than just more of a numerical representation or even some of those, just figuring out a way to best represent the data and to give somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And to give somebody a look at that. And so even that, you know, um, you've asked me a couple of times, like why get into this field? Creativity is overwhelmingly one of the biggest reasons. And I found that by and large, there's a lot of room for creativity right. in, in what like, I'm doing. Here's some problem, Justin. Go we don't really know how somehow. to solve it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really know where to start. Yep. See you in a couple of days. Let's show how it's going. Yep. And I kind of appreciate that because it, that is true creativity to me. It's not a formulaic algorithmic. That was one thing about medicine I can appreciate is, hey, you have a fever, you have a cold, you have a whatever it is we have a lot of trees of thought of then you need to take this medicine, this, and this, a lot of it's really kind of figured out. And so, Oh, well, if you have a, a, a mind like mine where I have a great pattern recognition time after time, I'm going to see it a thousand times and then great. I will never have to really think about it again. I'm just going to know it. I don't know why I know it, but I just will know it. Um, it's been that way with learning music, playing instruments, lyrics, movies, things like that, anything like that, where if it's a repetitive nature and I can see it over and over, I will remember it and it'll, it'll, it just won't leave my mind. So that's where I'm really starting to see those gains again after, uh, you know, a year now, instead of a few months of giving myself an, an assessment yeah. after a few months, I'm like, Oh, I'm, you know, not, I don't know anything after this month. Well, give it a, give it another couple days, but it's a slow Even, um, even in medicine, you know, again, back to the whole, my first, first year of nursing, I didn't know what was going on to be quite honest. I just didn't, you can't, you have not seen enough. You've not been exposed to enough. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I think that's going to serve me very well is just almost living that first life because I'm aware of what the second life will have or the ebbs and flows. So hopefully I won't get as frustrated. Hopefully I'll know how to actually stay ahead of the curve you know some of the time as well um mm -hmm. because it's it's you know again it's it's like you said a moment ago a lot of this is just fit we're figuring it out as we go because there's not a ideal roadmap every time it's like well do we do this do we that and it's a lot of discussions and it is a lot of trying to figure it out you know but um, i will say it's, it's certainly nice not to be completely on our own we have uh a lot of experts around us too. Bryce, right. there's a lot of the way. Oh yeah, jump in and and get you on the right track when you're not so sure where to go. And right. honestly, the team at uh, with our customer is excellent too. They've been super helpful. Absolutely. Uh, um, so we've talked a little bit about your past career, mm -hmm. your transition into uh, IT, yeah, current work in IT. I guess looking forward. Like, where do you see this going? What are you looking forward to? What makes you nervous? Wow, good question. Um, I guess 
what makes me nervous, man, a lot of things. Uh, but in in this avenue, what what makes me nervous about the field or my career? Or what what would you say? Yeah, I would say in, it, in uh, maybe nervous is the right word. What what are you excited for? I feel like those two are closely related. They're closely, yeah. Uh, I'm excited just to always see what what's coming down the pipe. You know. Um, even with regards to what we're doing now for our main focus, you know, obviously we, we can shift on a dime. It can go from, this is all I'm working on to now you're doing this. It can go from, uh, signing on the first statement of work to now again, working as a sysadmin, uh, didn't have that in my crystal ball, uh, purview. <laughs> but, uh, again, having that, you, you, I think it's a unique, thing though you have to have the ability to be okay with that and even a person such as myself who likes change who openly will say I do like change I love to travel I like to be in new places um it was shocking to me the first couple of times when I was like hey I'm just getting a little traction on this I can't change my focus right now and it's like I don't care what your focus is what we are focused on needs to change because our customer's focus says we need to change that's cool it does take a little bit, though, to kind of because uh, being a little bit more historically task based oriented, like you need to do this, fill, you know, finish to completion. You're doing a procedure. You don't stop mid procedure and start another procedure. Um, you know, there there are some of those that now, I'm, uh, you know, it's interesting. Like I said, even thinking, oh, I'm a person that likes to, you know, do a lot of different things or what have you. It was I found myself getting a little irritated, like I was almost done, like f- figuring this out, like. It felt like it was a game, like you guys were testing me to see if I can oh, handle it. Yeah, no, Justin. <laughs> Ten more things over here. Completely different. Uh, the nature of the beast, man. That's why uh, people bring us in to come solve yeah, a little rage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if, if, if companies didn't have issues, we wouldn't have jobs. So. <laughs> no, that's some of That's some of the stuff I'm excited about is just the potential for what, you know, what's coming down the road, what potential, uh, um, work we will have come across our, our plates. Um, but also again, like I said earlier, it's just the spectrum of, of careers and avenues within this space. Um, obviously I'm somebody that talks a lot. I like to talk, um, which is very interesting in a job where I don't have any coworkers and I'm in a room and, you know, I can bring my dog to work, but he's not very interested in what I say. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm a talker. I actually ran into a former classmate and, um, she is a, a product owner now. And I went, I didn't know you did software and development and this and that. She, oh, well, I don't, you know, I was like, so how did you get into it? And yada, yada. So we got down to this conversation. So that was something, uh, an interesting, you know, being a product owner, or you can go and, uh, you know, kind of be these liaisons. And, um, I see myself somewhere down the road, having that kind of skill set where, yes, I understand the technological side of it and software side of it, very, very high, uh, level. Um, and in some very granular as well, you know, I, I definitely want to be able to go in and out of certain things and have that, uh, acumen as well. But I think kind of being that, relational avenue for someone that a has no idea about tech in general and what they're asking for and the requirements they really can't formulate to a dev team um and vice versa the dev team doesn't want to or can't really talk to the client um i i i would uh could envision myself having a a career or path in that of really being that you know uh 
conduit and, you know, just making everything easy from one side to the other and just kind of being that grease on the wheels. Um, because again, that was kind of where I feel like my position as being a nurse was in between the patient and the physician was kind of keeping everybody happy, even my coworkers, but keeping everybody happy, but knowing how to make that all dance together. You know, it wasn't necessarily that I liked all my coworkers any more than they liked, you know, me. It's just that I just wanted to have, I didn't want to have a bad day at work. So why do we, let's just get along and get work done. Like I don't understand. So I think that professionalism definitely shows up over yeah. here in the IT world. Oh, okay. Perfect. Even better. And your ability to translate uh, between the two is already, uh, I guess, sh sh shown through and uh, helped us out in a lot of situations. So. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. That's that's the goal. That's the goal. Um, you know, to be a benefit and not a hindrance. And uh, like I said, I, in the hospital system, I knew I was good at it. That was the thing. And I... I it's hard to step away from something you're good at. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, it was just like I could stand on my head and do this forever, and not just, not just that, not just do a good procedure. That's not what I'm saying. Um, again, I really liked people, so when you came in, it wasn't. I mean, I remember a lot of patients still, like just because of the interaction wasn't just a normal interaction. So, even with our customers now, currently, like, you know. That I'll, I'll remember them. Like, it's not going to just drift away real quickly. So, you know, I, I think it's just a different mindset and just, uh, again, like, uh, maybe it was just uh, kind of how I, I grew up just in a small environment. I knew everybody, and so I'm very used to knowing people and uh, being very uh, communal, you know, just, hey, how you doing? You know, I'll, I'll know everybody's name in my building down here at my office. Uh, there's a new coffee uh, barista shop that just opened up. I just met them today, so... Uh, you know, I just, that's kind of how I infuse myself too, but, um, it's because I do want people to feel comfortable and I do want them to be able to have open lines of communication, you know, and especially now if I'm doing this role with systems admin, I want people to be able to come to me if they need something, they have questions or they can't log in or, you know, Hey, I gave you access to all these, you know, Jenkins braze punch, whatever, but maybe you don't tell me you can't get into it. You know, maybe, maybe you haven't logged in or, you know, we're, we're thinking we're working collaboratively on something, but you just don't say anything because you don't feel comfortable. So I do it a lot of times to really just kind of set that tone of, obviously it's a place to talk where I'm talking the most out of anybody. I've, you're welcome to speak. Yeah. Stuff, Justin. Yeah. You're a, you're a man of the people, I would say. I appreciate um, that. Any final thoughts on your transition uh, from nursing to IT? think my final thoughts would just to be you know with this next next year I just you know keep measuring in those those uh increments uh is to just get better than I was last year you know uh kick the imposter syndrome even more than I did last year uh you know keep taking on new challenges um and I think I have and um just enjoy it because I I find when I take the pressure off myself of thinking I've got to, you know, tackle everything all at once or, or what have you, that, uh, I can, again, I can digest a little bit better. I can retain more. And, uh, yeah, ultimately when I look back on it, we're doing, or we're doing, or I think we've done great in the last year so far, at least from my perspective. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty thrilled. 
Agreed. And I look forward to continuing to work with you. And absolutely. Thanks for your time on this. It's, it's been yeah. awesome conversation. <laughs> no problem. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks. Thanks.